victory formation, takes the snap, falls to an E, and that'll do it. The New England Patriots have won the Patriots their second Super Bowl championship in the last three years. And they have tied an NFL record, tied the Pittsburgh Steelers with six Super Bowl championships. Belichick will win his sixth Super Bowl as the head coach, number one. The confetti flies. The colors are silver, blue, and red. The Patriots have won Super Bowl 53. That was last year. And now it's time for another NFL season coming at you here on TSN 4 Downs. This is the beginning of season four. If you can believe it, folks, I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. You miss any of the episode, we're on the show pages on tsn1050.ca. Check us out there on iTunes. Watch behind the scenes on twitch.tv slash Live. Jump in the chat room there as well, and on Twitter at AndyMC81, and the show at TSN4Downs. Folks, I am so pumped for this season and this episode. This is a mega show. Like, you got the Super Bowl, and show-wise, this is as close, I think, as you're going to get. Here's why. I'm going to tell you how to win. I'm giving away not one, but two digital copies of EA Sports Madden 20. Video get the Listen, y- y'all know what EA Sports Madden is. EA Sports Madden 20. I'm giving away a copy for Xbox One, PS4. I'll tell you how in a few minutes. Guest-wise, though, okay, Rich Gannon... NFL MVP, former Raiders quarterback. He had John Gruden version one the first time around, and now he's a great NFL analyst for CBS Sports. So we'll chat with him about the Raiders, the AFC West, and some big picture storylines. Also, after that, Joe Theismann. Yes, the legend from the Washington Redskins. Played with the Argonauts, too. I had a chance to meet Joe back a couple months ago at the Sport Card Expo at the International Center that I was hosting. I was doing some emceeing. Just a great dude. And so caught up with Joe. Uh, talk about the Washington Redskins, a new quarterback, Dwayne Haskins. Go over the, uh, the NFC East, how wide open that is, and again, some storylines. And, of course, a big part of this show of TSN 4 Downs is fantasy football. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go to one of the best in the biz, out to L.A., Michael Fabiano from NFL Network, friend of show, to go over a whole bunch of different tips, sleepers, rankings, going to focus on, on running backs today. But also, if you have any fantasy football questions, just get me on Twitter, hashtag AskAndy. I'm going to do that again this year and get ready. Also this season, I am finalizing details for our first ever TSN 4 Downs Fantasy Football League. So we're getting some... Details, just finalizing all that up, but I can tell you this. The prize, one of the top, uh, the, if you win the league, the top prize, I'm going to try to add in some other stuff around it too, but you're going to get your own custom championship ring from my guys at CustomFantasyRings.com. You've seen I've put it on Instagram at AndyMCSports and on Twitter at AndyMC81, the two gorgeous championship Football rings I got from CustomFantasyRings.com for winning the TSN Fantasy Football League the last two years. Back-to-back champ. So we're going to expand to do a show one 
this year. Uh, follow them on Twitter, at Football Rings, uh, on Instagram, too, and Custom Fantasy Rings. Like, it's the perfect addition to your fantasy league. So if you got cash and you've been in a league with a while, guys with a while, or, or you, you want something new, or even a new league, this, it's heavy. It looks legit. It is, you can pick your colors. Design, phenomenal. It's, it's just so, so great. Um, check them out, customfantasyrings.com. So you will win a fantasy football championship ring, and we're going to have some other uh, great stuff as well, prize-wise from around the NFL. So we got that. Uh, we're going to have that this season and have a whole lot of fun as we, we go along. Uh, let's bring in uh, producer Arad. How's it going, buddy? You ready for some football? I am very ready for some football. Oh. I'm craving it every week. College football starts next weekend. NFL in about four weeks. I'm just pumped. Let's go. Absolutely. And hey, we're going to be in the Fantasy Football League. We're going to open it up. So we'll, we'll finalize the details there and get into all of it um, as we go on. But some news to start. Uh, listen, Josh McCowan unretiring to sign a one-year deal with the Philadelphia Eagles. And this coming off of the backup situation just being decimated in Philly. You had Nate Sudfeld out, Cody Kessler concussion. And let me tell you, folks, um, for the Eagles, if you're an Eagles fan, Josh McCowan off of his couch, I don't care if he's got a beer gut, is a better option than Cody Kessler. I know Cody Kessler from the Browns. You know how many career wins Cody Kessler has? Do you know how many? As many as you. Zero. And me. Zero. None. He's horrendous. He's awful. Josh McCowan, off for, for probably five years, is better than Cody Kessler. So Josh McCowan out. I love this move for the Eagles because you have Carson Wentz coming back, has the injury label on him, right? Let's be honest. If he stays healthy, not a problem. If he doesn't, Josh McCown has proved to be a serviceable backup through his whole career. He's learned every single playbook you can imagine. He's been on umpteen teams. Uh, signs a $2 million fully guaranteed deal with $5.4 million. And he is, I think Josh McCown is going to be a great coach if he chooses to go to one day. He is a player coach. He's going to be able to mentor and guide Carson Wentz. He has no delusions of grandeur of taking his job. So McCown, 40 years old, to come back. Uh, Rod, how cool would it be if Carson Wentz leads the Eagles? It's like week 11. I know, I'm not wishing him to get injured, but like Josh McCown comes in and the Eagles win the Super Bowl with Josh McCown and Carson Wentz is like, no, again. No, that would, <laughs> cool is not a word I would describe you, it. No way. You, Carson Wentz would lose his mind. Could you imagine Josh like, thanks, and retires? I mean, I don't mind. I like the Eagles as a team, but as a fan base, just no, I don't want to. No. I don't want to see the fan base happy again. I'm sorry. You don't want to see the, the yeah, the, 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 the dog masks and whatever all that stuff was. Yeah. The yeah, little, the little dog weird. mask for a team with an eagle mascot. Good job. <laughs> yeah. It's different. It's different. So Josh McCown, that's some news there, solidifying their backup position um, after Carson Wentz. Other news as well, Josh Gordon back again with his what? Chance number 40. He's been reinstated again by the league. Back to the New England Patriots. Browns traded him a long time with the Cleveland Browns, of course. Roger Goodell is doing... Listen, people dump on Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell is trying his best. He is helping Josh Gordon as best he can. He said, he said in the statement, we are all rooting for Josh. Like, you don't see that typically from a commissioner. It's very bland. Like, they want him to do well. He's, a, a, by all accounts, a great guy, but just can't beat the demons, man. And think about the stress here. He was battling two individual... Paternity lawsuits, child support, and when you're suspended, you don't get paid. And 
Josh Gordon is not paid a lot, and he never made a lot of money to begin with because he was in the supplemental draft as a second-round pick. So Josh Gordon coming back is a potential big deal for the New England Patriots. The problem is you cannot rely on him. So I've gotten a lot of questions on Twitter at AndyMCD1 over the last few hours from last night and into today on where should we draft Josh Gordon in our fantasy league? How can you rely on him? You can't rely on him. Now, do you pick him up as a late-round flyer? Sure. But we don't know what Josh Gordon is like. Like You have to go back to, what, 2013 to see him at his peak? So if he's all in, if he's there, if he's healthy, and you can turn back the clock, how about this for an outside threat? Josh Gordon, rookie Nikhil Harry, and in the slot Julian Edelman? Hell yeah. Like That's looking real good for the Patriots, but you can't rely on him, and that's the issue. So for fantasy football, you're going to have him as a bench stash and see what happens as a real upside flyer. If he hits, he's boom or bust, in my opinion, and whether he makes it through the whole year. That's the other thing, too. He could be going fine, and then out of nowhere, and we've seen it umpteen times, out of nowhere, he relapses and he's gone. And he's gone, and that's it. And he's done for the year. It's all over. That's, that's all there is. So Josh Gordon, also back. Okay, folks, I'm going to tell you how to enter to win one of two copies of EA Sports Madden NFL 20. Here's what you're going to do, and I'm going to put the instructions on Twitter as well, at AndyMC81. So here's what you have to do to enter. Not the tweet that's pinned now. After the show's done, I'm going to pin the tweet with the show link and all that. You have to, one, follow on Twitter, at AndyMC81, and the show, at TSN4Downs, and... Go to twitch.tv slash Live and click follow there. Three follows, and then retweet the pinned tweet. Okay? So you got that? Nice and easy. Follow at AndyMC81 and at TSN4Downs on Twitter. Go to twitch.tv slash Live. Follow there and retweet. That's it. Okay? You do that, and you're going to be entered to win. Uh, and also, actually, in the retweet, too, put in what system... You have an Xbox One or a PS4. You should put that in there as well so I know which one. We're going to give away one of each. So put that in in the comment section. Let me know, and you're going to be entered to win a copy of EA Sports Madden 20. How about that? Arad, you are not eligible, and I'm going to be checking for burner accounts as well. Just Come to let on. you know. Just to let you know. Burr. It'll be like, it's Blillard. It's like, no, you're not entering. Sorry. Uh, Arad, you know what? Before we uh, break here, let's get to a couple uh, division standings predictions. And I'm going to eliminate the AFC East. You are a Patriots fan. We're going to lock that in. Fair to say? Absolutely. We're going to lock in in the Pats. Uh, Let's do this. We'll do two, and then we'll break because we got a busy show. We're going to get to uh, Rich Gannon first from NFL, uh, CBS on NFL analyst there, and a former Raiders quarterback, then Michael Fabiano, then Joe Theismann to wrap up the show. So I want AFC North division prediction. Give me my Cleveland Browns. Yes, the Ravens, I'm not buying Lamar Jackson. You can have him tiptoe and dance all he wants in the preseason. This dude is thin, he's skinny, he's going to get crunched, and he can't throw the damn football. Uh-uh. Don't. Give me the Baltimore Ravens. Bengals are in a reboot. The threat is the Pittsburgh Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger. I think they're going to, they wanted to get rid of the attitude problems of Le'Veon Bell and, uh, and Antonio Brown. They did that. Is Juju Smith Schuster, Vance McDonald, and, and James Conner good enough? I think they might just miss the boat. So I'll go the Browns to win the AFC North. What say you, Rod? I say the Browns will win 
the second place in the oh. AFC North. I'm sorry, Andy, wow. but until Freddie Kitchens can prove to me that he can manage egos as big as Baker Mayfield's and Odell Beckham's, I just don't buy it. Steelers have less egos now, and they'll be a better team because of it. Why do you got to? Why you got to do me like that, man? Come on. Wow. Sorry, man. Wow. All right. All right. Uh, let, let's see the uh, and we'll do one more. We'll do. We did the AFC North. Let's predict the NFC North. This is tough. Vikings. Kirk Cousins. Can he come back? Aaron Rodgers. Matt Lafleur, head coach. Chicago Bears. They were rolling with Trubisky and Matt Nagy, and, and the Lions are probably not going to win it. Who are you taking around NFC North? I'm going to go with. You know what? This is so close, man. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Bears to repeat. I'll go Bears. I don't believe in Mitch Trubisky. I believe in Mike Zimmer. I believe in a solid Ooh, defense. Okay. I believe in an okay QB by the name of Kirk Cousins. Yep. And I feel like it'll be a tight division. I, I think so. Like, I think it'll be, be exciting. Two teams that win 10 games and probably one team that win nine. But I feel like Vikings will squeak it out. Squeak it out. And, and boy, that X factor with Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. Maybe we're underestimating him. Who would have thought we'd have Aaron Rodgers as the underdog? So I'll say Bears. Arad saying the Vikings. What do you say? Who's going to win the AFC North? Who's going to win the NFC North? You can jump in the chat room, twitch.tv slash Live or on Twitter at AndyMC81. We will step aside after the break. NFL MVP, former Raiders quarterback. He had John Gruden the first time around, version one, and now CBS NFL analyst Rich Gannon joins me next on TSN 4 Downs. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab a large four-topping pizza for only $11.99 at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Order our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings. Plus, make sure to try our marble cookie brownie for dessert. Check out all the great deals at Domino's.ca. Welcome back to the Season 4 Debut of TSN Four Downs. I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. Of course, folks, we're delivered by Domino's, okay? You, you know it. Domino's.ca, and guess what? 50% off week until this Sunday. So what you do, you go to Domino's.ca, any menu price pizza for 50% off. So you can have 10 pizzas, 20 pizzas, all the toppings, some toppings, large, any size, any type, anything you want, Domino's.ca, 50% off week until this Sunday. So make sure you check that out. All right. I had a great chat a little bit earlier. He's a former NFL MVP with the Oakland Raiders, current NFL on CBS analyst Rich Gannon. Had him, now, he had John Gruden the first time around, so I wanted to pick his brain about Gruden, Antonio Brown, and an AFC West preview. So here's my chat with Rich Gannon. Rich, you're a former Oakland Raider. Let's begin there, because storyline-wise, my goodness, there's not a more interesting team to watch than your former one, the Raiders. And, and hey, John Gruden's back. You had John Gruden version one. Uh, looking at it big picture, when he went back last year and the job he did kind of clearing things out and coming into this season, what have you made a little bit from a distance now of the John Gruden you played for compared to the one now? You know, I don't know that a lot's changed, Andy. I think he's still driven. He's still motivated. Uh, he's got a ton of energy. I just think there's a lot of work to be done there. I think mean, you look at the roster. I mean, there's probably going to be eight new starters on offense. There'll probably be at least seven new starters on defense. I mean, the team looks and feels very different. I think he's tried to change the culture and the environment. 
Uh, I think he's bringing in, you know, the right type of players. And you look at what they've done in free agency. You look at the draft class. They've drafted five defensive ends the last two years. And so um, they know the areas where they've got to get better. They've got to do a better job surrounding Derek Carr with better protection and more talent. And I think that was mission accomplished this offseason. You look at, you know, they started two rookie tackles last year. They went out and got Trent Brown, who's uh, really going to help them on the right side. Richie Incognito should help the last year's rookie, Colton Miller. And I think you look at, you know, getting Terrell Williams, who was their top target in free agency at the wide receiver position. And then Antonio Brown, the trade just kind of fell into the lap in March. And so this, this team looks a lot different on paper. And now the question is how quickly can they come together right. and start gelling and playing the right type of football? And Rich, I love you that you brought up Terrell Williams there because that I think everyone wants to talk about the sizzle of Antonio Brown and if if he's on, if he's if he's right mentally and, and into it, one of the best receivers in football. But Terrell Williams, I feel, can kind of be that Juju Smith Schuster type too, where you have the number two. It's a bigger bodied guy, and that might be one of the more underrated signings coming into this season if Derek Carr can get him the ball because you got a big dude, a red zone target who can really complement Antonio Brown. Yeah, keep in mind they lost their top four red zone targets from a season ago, including tight end Jared Cook. So they yeah. need a big body down there, and that's what Terrell Williams is. He's you know six foot four, he's two hundred five pounds. He can, you know, he can high point the ball. He's really good in the red zone. He can help him on third down. He's got good straight line speed. He, he does a nice job in and out of cuts. And and uh, you know, you look at his production. Philip Rivers loved him, and um, I know it was a big loss for the Chargers. They just couldn't afford to keep him. Right. But, uh, it was, I think it was a good signing by the Raiders. You pair him with Antonio Brown. Uh, this team looks a lot different on offense. Now the question is how much in year two under Gruden, how much better can Carr be? And that's really, I think, the big question mark. And let's go there with Derek Carr. And it becomes when you have a bigger personality like Antonio Brown, let's face it, Ben Roethlisberger wouldn't take any crap from him. And it eventually drove them apart. You have Gruden there now as head coach. You have Derek Carr. What what should the expectations be for Derek Carr? Because to me, Rich, you had where he was right on the cusp. He got that leg injury. Raiders got to the playoffs. Then the next year, you come back. Okay, you're, you're getting your feet back underneath you. Then the Gruen thing, you trade everybody away. This, to me, seems to to look like the prove-it year. You got weapons, and now it's on you. Because after this year, Raiders could choose to go in a different direction at quarterback. Yeah, it's a big year for Derek. I think he knows it. Look, and as bad as things were last year with the record, Four and twelve. He set career highs in completion percentage, yards per attempt, yards in a season. So I mean, he put up some big numbers, Mm -hmm. and they weren't really good up front, and and they had injuries at running back and wide receiver. So, yeah, I'm not about making uh, excuses for Derek. He's going to. I think you know. I think just being in the same system and the same offense for two straight seasons, which just really never happened for him. I think it's going to benefit him. I think John Gruden's got a better feel for what Derek likes, what he does well. I think Derek's got a better feel for how John calls plays and coaches the position. And so I think, you know, I think it's going to be a good year for him. He's healthy. Um, he's a smart guy. He can handle a lot of the volume and a lot of the information. And uh, I think they, they've got a chance to be really good on offense if, if they can if they can play well up front. I think they will. I think Incognito, you know, he's going to miss the first two games. Uh, Gabe Jackson's probably going to, you know, he'll be close. He hurt his knee in the scrimmage against the Rams last week. But um, if they can get uh, if they can get that those five to play together for, you know, uh, 14 games out of the 16, I think they've got a chance to be pretty good.
in conversation with Rich Gannon on Twitter, at Rich Gannon12, a 17-year NFL quarterback, former NFL MVP, and current NFL analyst on CBS Sports. Rich, let's talk about the rest of that AFC West, because as much as the Raiders may improve, boy, this is a tough division. You got the Chiefs, Pat Mahomes could throw 10 fewer touchdowns and still be the damn MVP of the league. You got the Chargers who are loaded. Broncos in a bit of a transition. They're interesting, but this is, you can make the argument, maybe the toughest division in football, um, take me through how you think the rest of the division is going to shake out, uh, starting with the Chiefs. I, I, I would assume they're still the favorites to repeat as division champs. I would think so. They were 5-1 in the division last year. They're 7-1 at home. And, you know, they're, they're always tough at Arrowhead that the quarterback is a special player. I think yeah. he's as good as a quarterback that's come to our league in a long time. I think the defensive improvements make Mahomes and the Chiefs a big threat to win all of them. Um, you know, I just uh, – he's – I, I, you run out of superlatives when you start talking about um, Mahomes. I right. mean, he, he can make all the throws. He's got great escape ability, maneuverability, accuracy, toughness, you know, leadership, great communication skills. Then you look at the, the group around him. Um, I got the, one of the best tight ends in football in Kelsey. You look at, obviously, the wide receiver position with Tyreek Hill. And, you know, they've always run the ball well. It's going to be running back by committee, you know, according to Andy. Reed, and I just think that's a really good football team if they can make some improvements defensively. They got a new defense coordinator, Steve Spagnuolo, so that's a team to watch. I think in the division, I think the Chargers, I think they're equipped to make a run as well. Um, you know, uh, the quarterback is like Brady. I mean, he's 37 years old. Uh, you know, he just never seems to slow down. He's tough as they come. He's you know, he handles all the garbage in the pocket. Yeah, doesn't flinch. Uh, obviously, the running back situation is a, is a concern because he's a really talented player, uh, and they need him in the mix. I'm talking about Melvin Gordon, but um, you know the defense was really good last year under Gus Bradley, and uh, you know a team I think to to watch in the division. Um, obviously, the Raiders, but you know you look at uh, Denver. I mean, you know uh, I, I think nobody's nobody's anticipating them winning the division, but. I think Vic Fangio is going to do a good job. They brought in Joe Flacco. He's won a Super Bowl in the past. They've got a good defense, and they open up uh, uh, to start the season uh, with the Raiders in week one, and I think that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a real good one. And remember, too, hey, the last time Joe Flacco had really something to prove as far as like a contract-wise, dude went out and won the Super Bowl. So that's something to, to keep an eye on as well. Uh, Rich, let's finish with you on, on this one. Of course, being a former NFL quarterback, which quarterback is interests you the most storyline-wise this year? And that can be from someone who is a, a riser, someone who wants to, who's going to bounce back uh, to continue. So, like, let's say a Marcus Mariota in Tennessee or a Jameis Winston or a Baker Mayfield. Like, the, there's so many different layers to this the, these these quarterbacks that you could make a, a an angle for any of them. Yeah, there's a couple for sure. And uh, you mentioned Baker Mayfield. There's been so much talk and so much hype about, about this football team and uh, – you know, I, I want to see what he can do in a 16-game you know regular season. You know, obviously when he played last year, he played well. They got hot in the second half of the season. I think he got a chance to watch and learn early. He definitely has some swagger. He's got some juice, and it's a team that has been stockpiling draft picks for the last you know five or six years. So, um, you know, I, I want to see what he can do. Uh, I'm going to see where he can make the biggest strides in year two. I'll throw another name out there. Yeah, you look at Jacksonville, and they've got one of the best defenses in football. They've spent a ton, hmm. a ton of money uh, there over the years building that defense, drafting really good players. I mean, they're 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 strong at all three levels. The question is, is you know, what can Nick Foles do yeah. down there? 
And, uh, you know, he's another guy that hasn't, you know, he's, you know, he hasn't played a lot of 16 game regular seasons. I want to see what he can do, but obviously he's won a Super Bowl. Uh, he brings some consistency and some production to that position, but, uh, I want to see what he can do, uh, uh, you know, just 13 months after Jacksonville handed Blake Bortles a three-year, $54 million oh. contract extension. Exactly. Rich, thank you so much. Could chat with you all day, man. Uh, appreciate you on Twitter, at RichGannon12, and uh, good luck on another great season with CBS Sports. Thanks, brother. Great being with you. All right, Rich Gannon, how about that? That's That's just the start of it, folks. Former NFL quarterback MVP with the Raiders and on CBS. So that was Rich Gannon. After the break, the mega show continues. Go out to Los Angeles. Some fantasy football tips with Michael Fabiano of NFL Network. You can get your fantasy football questions in now at AndyMC81 on Twitter at TSN4Downs. Use hashtag AskAndy. Let's get to some fantasy football talk ahead of your draft. That's next on TSN4Downs. And rolling here on TSN 4 Down Season 4 debut right here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. If you miss any of the show, just go to the show page on TSN 1050.ca or on iTunes. We'll have the archived video on twitch.tv slash Live. You can jump live in the chat room as well. Thanks to some new followers on Twitch at Bruin11, at TimDros85, and at NickLasagna91. Jumping in, we'll get to some fantasy football tips. Right now, I had a chance to chat a little bit earlier with NFL Network's own fantasy football guru, Michael Fabiano. Michael, let's begin on the quarterback side, as people may have just had their fantasy football draft. Maybe it's coming up. And one of the more exciting names, of course, each year is, all right, which rookie quarterback should you take a shot on? Coming off of Kyler Murray's second game, where, boy, uh, Twitter is a cruel place. He looked he looked like he's about 5'6". He had a rough game. Where are you going fantasy-wise with Kyler Murray in relation to some of the other quarterbacks? I mean, it's preseason, yes. It was not. It was not good. The offensive line is still an issue. Listen, everyone on Twitter freaks out about everything. Right. It's overreaction theater there. Everyone's now worried about David Johnson and everyone in, in Arizona, where two days ago they were talking about how the Cardinals are going to run 80 plays a game, and this is a, a, a team that's chock full of potential fantasy stars. So you got to take it with a grain of salt. wasn't good to see. wasn't good to see the overthrows. wasn't good to see the penalties. But he's a rookie. There's going to be a learning curve. He's going to go through growing pains. It's going to happen. But I still believe, based on his skill set, this is a guy who could end up being a top 10 or top 12 fantasy quarterback when all is said and done. Michael, let's get to the running backs here, man. And this is every year, it seems like, okay, you got to grab that first couple because there becomes fewer and fewer each year, it seems like, true three down backs, and we run into that dreaded committee situation. Well, this year, and it, again, it depends on, on how long it is till you have your fantasy draft, you, we don't know what Ezekiel Elliott's going to do. We don't know what Melvin Gordon's going to do. And because of what Le'Veon Bell did, we can no longer fully just take for granted, ah, they'll be back. They probably will. But maybe they're not, so that makes the running back position even more valuable. I'm assuming Saquon Barkley is your number one, but what's your strategy as far as with these couple of holdouts, where you draft Zeke Elliott or Melvin Gordon at this time? I had Zeke at two, now I have him at four. I didn't drop him down very much because I do expect him to come back. Maybe he misses a game or two in the regular season, but ultimately I think he'll be back. As for Gordon, it's a different story. Uh, There's... Uh, it's a much different situation with Gordon. I think Gordon's dug in. I think the Chargers are dug in. Uh, Gordon's going to have to decide how much money he's willing to lose during this holdout. At this point, he's fallen out of my top 15. In fact, I've seen him drop into round four. And Hmm. it's 
it's a situation where we as fantasy analysts do our best to try to analyze the situation, but ultimately no one knows. No one knows when Gordon will be back, if he's willing to sit out a good portion of the season. You know, keep in mind, too, that if he sits out the entire season like Le'Veon Bell, does no good for Gordon because he's in the same situation in 2020. Right. So he's he's certainly a guy who's been a heavy touchdown superstar in the last few seasons, and he, he gets a lot of opportunities to produce in that Chargers offense. And I would think at this point he's probably still going to be drafted as an RB2. And in a best-case scenario, he could end up being a steal. In a worst-case scenario, you could be waiting for several weeks of the regular season before he decides to end his holdout or the two sides come to an agreement. At this point, it's hard to predict, um, but you have to be cautious now. You can't draft Gordon as if he's not going to miss regular season games because I think he will. Yeah, and that's that. This again moves everybody up, and, and the reaching yeah, we, possibility for we can't have backs. nice things in fantasy no. football. I mean, Melvin oh. Gordon's been great, and now he's holding out. Zeke is holding out. You've got Antonio Brown's feet. <laughs> You've got Andrew Luck's calf and ankle. So there's some big time elite yeah. fantasy players that have some pretty big question marks. And I didn't even mention Todd Gurley. Well, I was good. That's where I was going to go next, Michael. You read my mind. Where do you go with Todd Gurley? Because it seems to be two extreme camps. Either this guy has arthritis and then his knees are going to turn 80 years old as soon as the regular season hits, <laughs> or his workload's going to be cut back, or it's not going to be a problem at all. Where do you come out as far as drafting Gurley? And then, of course, hey, Daryl Henderson is uh, probably the most talked about handcuff in fantasy football. He is. and Well, so first off, Gurley's coming at a decent discount right now. So if I am in a draft and I am in the middle uh, of the second round or late in the second round and Gurley's on the board, I'm taking him. Yeah, sure. I'm, and that that's regardless if I take a running back or a wide receiver in the first round, I'm taking him. Because at that point, I'm willing to take the risk because there's a discount. Now, I've heard that his knee is fine. I know people who know Todd who've told me his knee is fine. Will that continue to be the case during the course of a regular season? That remains to be seen. Football is obviously a sport that takes a toll on a featured back and backs who see 300-plus touches every single season. I think it's a good thing to have Henderson in the mix to spell Gurley. We could see a situation where Gurley remains mostly the featured back, but Henderson comes in, spells him uh, in passing situations, on situations where the running back is going to be called in to block, uh, keep Gurley off the field for that situation, keep him healthy. Henderson could play a Chris Thompson sort of role in the Rams offense, which is uh, what Sean McVay had in Washington during his time as the OC there with Jay Gruden. So Henderson could have some standalone value, but I honestly think at this point he's being a little bit overdrafted. Right now you're seeing Henderson go in the sixth or seventh round. Really? To me that's too high. I'd feel more comfortable taking him in the eighth round or in the ninth round. But people see the upside if Gurley does go down with some sort of injury because if that was the scenario, Henderson's automatically an RB1 in that offense, especially when you consider he averaged almost nine yards a carry during his his final season at Memphis. He was a home run hitter. Uh, He's a pass catcher. But, again, fantasy is all about overreaction <laughs> and at this point none of us really know what kind of workload Gurley is going to have we just know that it's going to decrease based on what he's done the last couple of seasons and again maybe that's a good thing maybe it keeps him fresher so I'll take him at that second round discount 
In conversation with Michael Fabiano, senior fantasy analyst for NFL Network on Twitter at Michael underscore Fabiano. You can get the podcast to Fantasy Live. Uh, Michael, when we go to Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara as the next kind of group, it's Saquon number one, and then McCaffrey, who I find very interesting, as well as Alvin Kamara in that, in the two roles when it comes to quarterback, their, their, their quarterback, because you got Cam Newton. Boy, that shoulder was pretty ugly. It was like he was shot putting the ball, but McCaffrey can be that safety net. And then, Drew Brees, okay, Ingram's gone, you got Murray in. Who do you like between those two and, and uh, how how their quarterback's play comes into their value? They're really interchangeable from a fantasy perspective. Mm-hmm. I've seen McCaffrey go first overall. I've seen Camaro mm-hmm. go first overall. Typically, it's Barkley. I saw Zeke go first overall before the holdout situation. These guys are very similar. If you look at the numbers, I mean, their first two seasons in the NFL, the combined receptions they've had, historic, really. They, they, yeah. had, they, are, they are wide receivers playing running back, and they're able to do so many things uh, at that position. And they're going to be guys who are touching the ball heavily, week in and week out. McCaffrey is the guy that I have second. I have Kamara at three. That's only because they did bring in Latavius Murray. McCaffrey has no competition for for touches in that backfield. Really, the only competition he has is Cam Newton. (laughs) And if Cam's shoulder is right, and we saw last season, as you mentioned, that it certainly wasn't, McCaffrey was getting all of the goal line opportunities. Now, could some of those goal line opportunities go to Cam Newton if he's back in 100%? Absolutely. But McCaffrey is is still number two at the position and overall for me uh, with Kamara coming in at a very close third. And and the Saints, this is an offense that they're not totally transitioning to being a run-based offense, but look at the numbers. Over the last four years, the pass rate has declined. Drew Brees' attempts have declined. His yardage has declined. He's a 40-year-old quarterback. They're not going to lean on him week in and week out like they did five years ago. He's not going to be a 5,000-yard passer. That means they're going to be leaning on Kamara. They're going to be leaning on Latavius Murray. And those guys, I mean, Murray could end up being a decent bargain. He's not going to be what Mark Ingram was because he's not as good of a pass catcher. But Murray could end up being a guy who has some standalone flex value during the course of the season. Last one for you here, Michael. Let's go over to the tight end position group and where – Boy, running back is 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 dicing. You want to grab one of those feature backs as soon as possible. Tight end, pretty similar. You got you got Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, George Kittle, and then you start really dropping off after those those big three. I've heard some good things coming out of Raiders camp with a, a Darren Waller, but that's a flyer. Where are you at with the with the tight end position and and ranking? Maybe a sleeper pick or two that you like. So Kelsey is going to be the second round pick um, without question. He's basically like getting another wide receiver, and he's so much better than everyone else at the position. Zachers and Kittle are close behind. I think they're third or fourth round picks. Kittle, I would say, is a fourth-round pick. I do have my reservations about him, though. We're basically ranking him based off of a ceiling where he had more receiving yards than any tight end ever yeah. in a single season. <laughs> but the touchdowns could increase a little bit, but I do think his, his catches and his yardage goes down. But you also have a group of three or four tight ends after that who are going to go – Probably starting around the sixth round, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, O.J. Howard, and then Jared Cook, who was a top-ten tight end last season. And particularly, Ingram's value is on the rise because, well, the Giants wide receivers are either suspended or hurt. And <laughs> there's not there's not a guy named OBJ there anymore. Yeah. So 
if you look at his numbers, when, when Beckham was hurt last season, Engram was averaging around 16 PPR points per game. His targets went up. His yards went up. His catches went up. And, oh, by the way, Evan is playing in the NFL Celebrity League that I run. Oh. We're our first active player in this league with a bunch of rock stars and wrestlers and actors and all this kind of stuff. And then me, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the non-celebrity. The <laughs> Come on now. And Engram is is I'm very interested to see if he drops himself in the first round. We'll see. But he, <laughs> he is certainly someone that fantasy owners can lean on at tight end. If you want to talk about some breakout candidates, some sleepers, some guys who are in good positions, Vance McDonald in Pittsburgh is in a good position with Jesse James out, and the Steelers certainly have lost a lot of targets in the offseason, of course, with Antonio Brown going to the Oakland Raiders. Mark Andrews has been a, a popular sleeper when we talk about the tight end position. If you want to go a little bit deeper, and I get it, this guy has burned a lot of people, including myself in the past, and he's not a sleeper, but Jordan Reed is basically free in a lot of drafts. Right. And the Redskins have no pass-catching options that anyone is excited about between Josh Doxson. Uh, remember, Jamison Crowder's now with the Jets. They've mm-hmm. got Trey Quinn. They've got Paul Richardson. There's not really much there. So Jordan Reed could end up being a, a top-ten fantasy tight end if he can avoid injuries. He's in a good position to succeed. Some other guys that you can target late, Delaney Walker, who has long been a very good fantasy tight end right. most yeah. of last season due to injury. He's back, and keep in mind, the new offensive coordinator there, Arthur Smith, has been the tight ends coach in Tennessee, so he has a really good relationship, and he knows what Delaney Walker can do out there on the field. So if you miss out on the top six or seven players at the position, wait. There's going to be good options later, uh, at least options that have upside. Michael, tremendous content and information, as always, my friend. Tell people where they can find you. NFL Network on Twitter, at Michael underscore Fabiano. Plug anything else you need. Yeah, we're also on NFL.com daily uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. You can check that out on NFL.com. NFL Fantasy Live is going to be starting back up on the network live. We're going to 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. It's a big move. We're right before total access, which is huge for us. That starts September 2nd. And we also have our NFL Fantasy Live podcast that's out twice a week. And you can find that anywhere you download podcasts. Love it. Thank you, Michael, so much. Have a good one. Take care. There he is, Michael Fabiano of NFL Network. Some great fantasy football content. You can get yours into me. Hashtag AskAndy on Twitter at AndyMC81. At Sabrina Persalu says, Who should my one keeper be, Melvin Gordon or Leonard Fournette? Gordon for sure. Absolutely Melvin Gordon. His contract says maybe up in the air, but his long-term skill set and upside is much higher than Fournette, who's really trailed off after that first rookie season. All right, we'll take the break. Come back, wrap up the show with Joe Theismann. Yes, and I'll tell you again how to win a copy of EA Sports Madden NFL Theismann next TSN 4 Downs. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab a large four-topping pizza for only $11.99 at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Order our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings. Plus, make sure to try our marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Check out all the great deals at Domino's.ca. To wrap up TSN 4 Downs, 
You're on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. If you missed any of the show, we talked to Rich Gannon, former Raiders MVP quarterback, Michael Fabiano from NFL Network, some fantasy football tips. You can find the archived version on TSN 1050.c under the show page section. Also follow on Twitter at AndyMC81, the show at TSN for Downs. And folks, too, if you want to get some great tickets in Canadian funds, you don't have to worry about the, the conversion rate and that they're guaranteed safe tickets. Go to C giant.ca. You can use them for any sport. I've used it when I was down in Cleveland going to the Indians-Astros game a couple weeks back for Browns training camp. Safe, easy, mobile. You get them on the app. It's all guaranteed. And again, you don't have to be a math whiz to worry about, okay, it's this and in U.S. dollars. What's it in Canadians? Canadian funds. SeatGiant.ca. Check them out. Great site. Trustworthy and guaranteed tickets for sports, concerts, whatever. SeatGiant.ca. Let's go to Joe Theismann, former Redskins quarterback, one of the all-time greats. I chatted with him a little bit earlier. Joe, let's begin with your former team, the Washington Redskins. Interesting year they get in the draft. Dwayne Haskins, who I absolutely loved coming out of the draft as uh, my, t- my top-rated quarterback uh, coming out of uh, Ohio State. All the raw tools that you want. Maybe a little green, right? And then the debate comes in. Do you want to have him sit? Do you want to have him start right away? It's a case-by-case basis from what you've seen so far, where are you at in the quarterback situation for Washington? Well, I, I really, Andy, I really think that, you know, you're, you're better served giving him a chance to be able to sit and learn professional football. I mean, the young man played um, one year. Yeah, one year as a starter. Played yeah. 13 games. And so when you start to think about it, how much experience has he had? None at the professional level. And so it's an opportunity for him to be able to learn the system, learn professional football, learn how to study. I mean, it's really like learning another language. Physically, he has all the tools. Very impressed with those. Mentally, it's just a process that he has to go through to learn everything. Right. And that's, that's what I don't think people take into account enough, the experience at the college football level. So you have someone like, let's say, a Baker Mayfield who played – Three years. Russell Wilson going back, played significant college time. Big difference from having a one year as a starter, like Kyler Murray did, like Dwayne Haskins did, and then jumping right into the pros. So you have you have professional quarterbacks to learn from guys who, like Case Keenum and Colt McCoy, who are, I think, I, if you, you have Haskins as the franchise QB of the future, those two types are perfect because they're not going to be stalwarts to kind of stand in your way if he becomes ready sooner than later, right? Absolutely, and he, he gets a chance to watch them study. Yeah, he gets yeah. a chance to listen to the coaches in the meetings. There are so many things that people don't understand. A lot of the quarterbacks I spoke to, Stan, for example, who's in Cleveland, I talked to him. He said, you know, I was so excited I got a chance to start right away. And he said, looking back on it, it probably would have served me better if I had a chance to, to study a little more, to get more acclimated with professional football. And and you've seen I, – I, Joey Harrington's a classic case up in Detroit, which would be close to the people, you know, in the Toronto area. And I know this is going on across Canada, but, you know, Joey just got the living daylight speed out of him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you start seeing what I call ghosts. You start thinking that you're getting pressure or thinking that somebody's getting close to you. And then it becomes a real problem to overcome. Right. Yeah. And some players never do. Uh, big picture for this Washington team outside of quarterback. Uh, what are you thinking of the offense overall? You got a bit of a, you know, Jordan Reed at a tight end. If he's healthy, we know what he can do. That's been a problem. You got Josh Dotson back, uh, AP, uh, uh, Chris Thompson at running back. You got some, some pieces there. What's, what's your gauge of how this offense should perform? Well, 
by gauges, it's performed very well. We, we're still looking for an off a wide receiver to yeah, step up and yeah. be the person. I think the left side of the offensive line remains a question. Wayne wind up starting the rookie, Wes Martin, kid out of Indiana. Donald Penn right now is holding down the left tackle position. I don't see Trent Williams coming back to this football team. Um, I think Trent Williams may be out of football for a year because I don't necessarily see the Redskins trading him either. So the left tackle position will be one that will have to be manned. Uh, John Christensen is somebody we drafted to play there, see how well they do. Uh, but, you know, offensively, the running back is solid. The quarterback situation, you know, Case is new to the system as well. There's a lot of uncertainty on the offensive side of the ball, but I do believe that we can be a top-five defense, and, and that's the way they're going to have to play. Right. They're going to have to play to their strength, which is their defense. Don't make mistakes. Don't give up cheap penalties. Don't give up cheap scores and make it a 60-minute slugfest through the entire you know season. And kind of grind it out until the quarterback situation, Dwayne Haskins or otherwise, gets sorted. What about Terry McLaurin out of Ohio State? I should say they have the Ohio State so I don't get sued. Uh, third round pick for the Redskins. Uh, he he looked real good in college, and of course, hey, it's a teammate of Dwayne Haskins. So if those two get on, you have that chemistry built in. That could be an exciting player. It is important, and I think Terry's going to be a guy that we're going to count on a lot. There's no question he's going to be a, an explosive part of this football team. And you know, Dwayne does have a familiarity with him. As a matter of fact, just from a roommate standpoint, just learning how right. to be on the road. If you have somebody that you knew in college and you're there. It just makes that transition a little bit easier. And as far as being sued, they they haven't really uh, locked up the V yet. Um, so I think we're I'm okay. Be okay for a little while. But it's you're right. There is a familiarity, and Terry's bringing some speed. We have Paul Richardson, another fast one. Uh, Kidsy, that's another young guy. I mean, we've got guys that can run, but we have to be able to have time to be able to get them the football. And Dwayne has the arm to be able to do that. But, but if you're going to take four shots down the field, let's say five, most teams max out around five shots down the field. You're probably going to throw another 30, 35 passes in the game that you have to be accurate with. So you can't just say, wow, look at this guy run. Right. How complete a wide receiver is he? And in Terry's case, he's a heck of a blocker. Even though he's not a big guy, he's a heck of a blocker. In conversation with Joe Theismann, uh, one of the all-time greats, NFL quarterback with the Washington Redskins. Uh, the rest of the division here, Joe, you look at the NFC East, boy, there's storylines. You can spend a whole day just talking about the NFC East, the Giants, okay, Eli, or is it Daniel Jones, the Cowboys, Zeke Elliott's holding out. What if he misses time? Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz coming back. How do you see this NFC East shaking out big picture when it's all said and done? I think the Redskins are the biggest question mark. The Dallas Cowboys, with, the, with their lack of personnel, going to again have to rely on the defense. The Eagles probably look as stable as anybody. The Giants have gone through somewhat of a transformation. we got Landon Collins. But what's really funny when you look at the division, Andy, and I'm glad you brought it up, most of the people we look at around the National Football League are quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets excited about a division with quarterbacks in them. This is a division with running backs. Yeah, you know, you look at you look at Philadelphia makes the deal with Chicago to get their running back, and you've got Saquon in New York, and then you've got Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson in Washington, and and then you look around down in Dallas, possibly Zeke's going to be there if he comes in. I'm not certain he's going to come in either. Hmm. I, I, you know, I mean, he doesn't have near as much money at stake as Trent Williams, 
I think Trenton Williams, if he doesn't decide to come in, will have lost about $11 million. Zeke has only lost a year of free agency now. That deadline has passed. So there's things at stake, um, and especially with two years left on a contract. Um, More and more guys are signing contracts, and they want out in two years. And, you know, some guys come into work, like Ryan Kerrigan has two years left on a contract, showed up at every OTA, every minicamp, and just going to work. Other guys approach it in a different way. Um, I, I think if, and in Trent's case, just you know, to expand on expound on it a little bit, he's averaged 12 games a year out of 16 in the last five game five se- five seasons, and um, you you have a winning record without him. With Trent Williams, you don't have a winning record as a football team. Right. So when you start to analyze the importance of a position, I can tell you this. Every position is replaceable. No one is irreplaceable in our business. Right. Now, are the New England Patriots going to be a different football team without Tom Brady? Absolutely. New Orleans without Drew Brees? Yes. San Diego, Philip Rivers? Yes. Eli? Probably in New York. Those are the four big guys. Ben Roethlisberger? Probably. You don't find these. You don't find these kind of people. Right. They have to be developed over time. The only problem is we're in such an impatient society in an impatient state in football, if you draft a guy and he doesn't show up in the next, in the first two, three years, you get a new coach. Then you get a new system. Then the process starts all over again. And it's hard to be good when you have those processes. No doubt. Joe, great stuff. Would love to have you on later on in the year. Really appreciate the time. Anytime, Andy. Give me a call. Thanks so much to Redskins great quarterback Joe Theismann. What a guy. That'll do it, folks. Okay, remember, too. To enter our EA Sports Madden NFL 20 game giveaway. One copy of Xbox One, one for PS4. Here's what you have to do. Follow me on Twitter, at AndyMC81. Also follow the show, at TSN4Downs. Then you got to go over twitch.tv slash AndyMacLive. Click follow there. Then retweet my pin tweet, which will have the show link on it. And in the comment section, just put what system you have. Xbox One or PS4 so we can keep track. So... A few steps, but it's worth it. You get an EA Sports Madden NFL 20 copy if your name comes up in the draw. So that'll do it, folks. Thanks so much to all the guests for a rod. I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to TSN 4 Downs across the TSN radio network.